Time for TM Views. Uh, we get an expert's opinion on some of the uh, major news developments uh, surrounding Korea. Pleased to be joined here this week by the former uh, foreign correspondent and current research fellow at Korea Peninsula Future Forum. This is a think tank that studies models for future unification of uh, North and South Korea. h e e j i n k u Hello to you, ma'am. Hello. Hello. Indeed. So uh, we are talking about uh, Korea-Japan relations, but specifically uh, with the issue of the uh, unilateral trade restrictions that uh, Japan imposed on South Korea last year. Uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, at that time, uh, pre-COVID-19, one of the bigger uh, controversies uh, and uh, diplomatic uh, challenges for South Korea. Uh, as it stands right now, the recent developments are that uh, South Korea has essentially said, uh, basically in layman's terms, look, we did all those things that you c l a i m claim uh, are uh, the reasons why you have these trade restrictions on us. Uh, we do not believe uh, these are legitimate claims, but nevertheless, uh, we have fulfilled all of those requirements. So uh, basically, uh, do away with those restrictions. If not, uh, we're going to have an international arbiter and take this to the uh, World Trade Organization. Where do you think we stand right now with this? Well, right now, um, yes, South Korea, uh, three weeks ago, imposed a sort of a, a, a self-deadline, so to speak, um, that, uh, that came and went last Sunday, uh, asking or demanding uh, Japan to address South Korea's request that they retract those uh, trade restrictions. And remember back in November, South Korea put a hiatus on uh, uh, the uh, legal proceedings or rather the proceedings to the uh, World Trade uh, Trade Organization uh, for asking them for mediation regarding this aspect. Um, And also it put a suspension on a a agreement uh, uh, or scrapping of the agreement of a military a military intelligence sharing pact, a trilateral one, uh, between the US, Japan and Korea, called the, uh, better known as JISOMIA. Now, um, if uh, uh, Japan uh, does not answer South Korea's demands or requests, as it has not done yet, um, uh, there is a possibility that South Korea will uh, uh, take it up yet again to the World Trade Organization, uh, asking them for mediation regarding these trade restrictions. Um, But uh, as we have pointed out before and uh, back in November, these proceedings will likely take more than two years to resolve, given that no either side are unwilling to give concessions regarding this aspect. Right. In essence, uh, the uh, WTO uh, ruling on this, uh, although more into the horizon of, as you say, two years uh, to come to any resolution, uh, there has already been efforts underway from the South Korean side and uh, some Uh, people who support the South Korean argument say that uh, uh, there has been perhaps a silver lining with this because we're talking about the three key uh, 
materials, including etching gas, which are key to produce uh, semiconductors, uh, which is a key export driver for South Korea. Uh, South Korea has been, uh, from uh, reporting that we've seen, been um, relatively successful in securing in independent sources of these uh, firms, whether it's homegrown or through other uh, foreign sources, so that uh, that dependence on Japan for those materials uh, won't be as great going forward uh, in the long term, and that that may be perhaps long term um, uh, a bit damaging for these uh, Korea, uh, Japanese suppliers who have been largely uh, relying on uh, the Korean orders uh, for their sales volume as well. So uh, in essence, we are at a situation where perhaps it's, it's a bit of uh, how much Um, face-saving can be done by each country in in terms of this. Uh, Neither side, as you say, is willing to to back down on the matter. From the Japanese perspective, though, uh, it all boils down to, and I think um, most uh, reasonable people who look at it uh, say it, and there's even been uh, some candid, uh, I guess, uh, admittances of this from uh, certain uh, Japanese officials as It boils down to them being angry about the Supreme Court decision over uh, wartime forced labor and the uh, the ruling by the Supreme Court here, which uh, found Japanese firms at that time uh, during World War II liable to compensate those victims. Uh, They are demanding that that verdict or that ruling be overturned. And although it's not implicit, there seems to be a quid pro quo involved with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, uh, Japan cannot come out and say that outright uh, because it has nothing well, to do with the traders. And it'll destroy their case exactly. in the WTO. Exactly. So um, uh, right now what South Korea is asking Japan to do is address the issue itself which is the uh, uh, trade restrictions which South Korea is adamant that uh, uh, have forced t- uh, Japanese exporters to seek a government license each time they want to ship the goods to Korea which is detrimental to to Japanese exports as well as South Korean imports as well. So um, in, at a time of post-corona recovery, I mean, uh, the two uh, countries have a sliver of a chance to cooperate with one another to help in uh, bringing their uh, grievances to light and try to uh, uh, make up for uh, what uh, differences that they had stemming from the history as well as uh, the current trade row as well. Um, Whether the two sides are willing to take that sliver of a chance is another question. Right. And it does, I I would say, uh, it it goes both ways. It takes two to tango, so to speak, uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of having that happen. Uh, I'm not sure how optimistic a scenario going forward will be uh, for uh, the temperature to be lowered because a lot of that does deal with uh, the domestic political situation. Uh, Here in Korea, Um, we can say, relatively speaking, uh, President Moon Jae-in enjoying popularity due to the uh, perceived response by the public, the successful response to the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and his ruling party Mm -hmm. also now uh, securing a big majority in parliament going forward. So they do feel they have a people's mandate and uh, you can gauge just various public opinion polls. Uh, There does not seem to be an appetite necessarily to be conciliatory to Japan. But on the other side of the uh, domestic uh, political situation with Shinzo Abe beset by all these scandals, whether mm-hmm. it's cherry blossom scandal or all these other uh, things that have been uh, besetting him personally in terms of allegations of corruption. But then at the same time, his 
public perception that he has not responded as well to the COVID-19 pandemic and maybe just had a laser focus on the uh, successful hosting of the uh, Japanese Olympics. Uh, As you probably um, have um, uh, written about and uh, know very well, um, once uh, a leader finds himself in political trouble domestically, one of the easiest ways to uh, get himself out of a jam is to stir up nationalistic um, sentiment. So it it would seem like, uh, and we've seen uh, documented evidence that uh, Abe does seem to be uh, quite willing to go that route, that uh, for him, domestic politically speaking, the rational uh, move will be for him to maybe foment that uh, nationalism, and that would imply uh, taking even more hawkish stance against Korea. Yes, um, what you have talked about throughout this morning's um, uh, program is the loss of public trust, and uh, and uh, Shinzo Abe is painfully going through that this uh, uh, this time round as well. He, his approval rating has plummeted to the lowest in two years. Um, uh, Uh, as as you pointed out, oppose uh, as the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, uh, President Moon Jae-in is uh, enjoying a uh, historic approval rating. Um, so, uh, what uh, he may, uh, what Shinzo Abe may uh, do, as you pointed out, will try to pander to his uh, support base and uh, play the blame game yet again, um, uh, laying the blame at South Korea, taking a, a get tough on South Korea stance as well. Um, trying to uh, drum up uh, public support regarding this aspect um, in order to, um, let's say, balance out uh, public disappointment and anger uh, regarding the COVID-19 as well as the scandals uh, therein. So then going forward, um, if we look and envision a post-COVID-19 scenario, uh, we've had uh, in the aftermath of the initial uh, um, trade restrictions being slapped against South Korea, a massive uh, grassroots boycott movement that was taking place here uh, by South Koreans. Um, businesses, uh, consumers, uh, basically trying to um, not purchase uh, Japanese goods and services, including travel, which has, of course, been rendered moot because of the fact that uh, basically um, travel is not a realistic option for anybody uh, all over the world right now. How do you see this uh, dispute going forward then? Well, uh, the grassroots uh, boycott anti uh Abe or No Japan uh, uh, campaign, as you pointed out, will not have much of an impact because of COVID-19. Shinjo Abe also, even if even uh, announcing that Japan has uh, uh, overcome uh, COVID-19, it struggled uh, against COVID-19, it has, uh, Japan has yet to lift the travel ban against 111 countries, including South Korea, US and China. So, uh, Um, uh, both South Korea and Japan are facing a daunting task to to try to cobble back, uh, to put uh, Humpty Dumpty back together again and get their economy running, uh, uh, getting it in working order. So Japan, even with the relatively low death tolls compared to Europe and the US, still faces an, an overburdened health system amid an aging society. And South Korea can actually help in dealing with a, a, a COVID-19 response regarding this. And uh, as I mentioned, a sliver of a chance 
chance for two countries to come together post-COVID-19. But as you rightly pointed out, there seems to be too much of a gap for, for, for them to come together. Yeah, not too much uh, optimism as it stands right now, but uh, who knows uh, what the future holds uh, as far as bilateral relations between South Korea and Japan go. Okay, we are going to uh, leave it there. Uh, Hee Jin-koo, as always, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.